Welcome in, Scuttlebucks. Great to be with you as always. This one fresh off a bitter, brutal, devastating, colossally bad loss for Tampa Bay. I'm Jeff. That is Tom. This brought to you by our friends at Bill Curry Ford. Perhaps you've got an eye on a new Ford truck or you want out of your lease. Reach out directly to Bill Curry Ford GM Sean Sullivan. He'll help you personally. You can find his email, BillCurryFord.com on the website there. Also, you can just stop by the showroom, which is beautiful. And if you do that, it's uh, one mile north of the stadium on Dale Mabry Highway there in lovely Tampa. They're huge Bucks fans. You know that. Vita Vea, Ali Marpet, just a couple of guys and others that uh, go to Bill Curry Ford to get their latest vehicles. Bill Curry Ford has a nationwide lifetime warranty on new and used vehicles. And remember, GM Sean Sullivan, he will help you personally. Ask for the Joe Bucks fan discount, BillCurryFord.com. All right, Tom, let's get into uh, a historic loss. Uh, the Bucks get shut out at home. Uh, by now, you've had a chance, everybody has out there, to read the stats that go along with that, you know, how uh, unprecedented it was for Tom Brady, uh, how unprecedented it was uh, to some degree for uh, Bruce Arians uh, and for a team that leads the league in scoring and all these other stats that you could, you know, compile coming in after a shutout. Um, you know, no team has averaged more than 30 points a game and been shut out this late in the season. You know, all these things that you that you well that you cringe at. Um, the Saints in the regular season simply own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in an embarrassing fashion. Uh, and this game was a lot of people's worst games. Uh, Bruce Arians and staff worst game uh, as coaches of this team. Tom Brady's worst game as a quarterback for this team. Uh, I thought that uh, defensively. They played great, but they still misuse. Uh, we look at the snap counts. We can talk about that. They continue to to do some silly things involving JPP. I just the more I watch uh, what we're seeing here, Tom, and there's no getting around the injuries. Obviously, I'll touch on that. Um, the more concerned I really am, and I I had growing concerns weeks ago, and we were talking about this. I still thought they would cruise to victory. I still thought they would win the division. They're going to. They got problems. Yeah, it's a deeply flawed team. This was a performance in which they didn't look like they were dialed in and ready to go, and that's on everybody. You know, in, in college, I'd say if you don't look motivated and ready to play, that's 80-20 coaching staff to players you know, because sure. you need to guide these people. In the pros, I say it's closer to 50-50 because everybody knows the drill here. Everybody knows the deal. They also should be furious based upon what happened last time they played the Saints, the last season, season in-season sweep, Sunday night football, the same setting in which they got blown out by the Saints. The motivation should be there. It should speak for itself. And yet, you look in the eyes of these football players, and this is the benefit of not being in Raymond James Stadium last night and seeing all the close-up shots, because we are a glamorous team in Tampa Bay, so they do a little bit extra of those close-up shots, sidelines, inside the helmet, all that stuff. He didn't see the fire in our offense's eyes. I thought even the defense was okay. If there was a quarterback with half an accurate arm, you know, the Saints probably score into the mid-20s without breaking much mm -hmm. of a sweat. Um, you know, I saw in one of the columns or one of the pieces here on JoeBucksFan.com that Alvin Kamara was largely held to nothing. Well, Kamara had about 60 yards of receiving and a touchdown if Taysom Hill could bother to hit him on an easy slant. You know, like two or three times in which Kamara, I think, was ready to kill Taysom Hill. One was on a mm -hmm. wheel up the left side. So the defense played fine. The defense played well enough to win. I don't think they held anybody else, not named the Saints, with Taysom Hill to nine points. But they played well enough to win. So, all right. On the offensive side, though, Brady has the faraway look again for more than the first half. 
I'm glad he finally showed some fire. He's getting killed today for yelling at the Saints sidelines. Also, what is it about sideline altercations in Buccaneers quarterbacks the last five or six years? Because remember, it was Jameis who hopped off the sidelines. There's something that the Saints do to crawl underneath the skin of Buccaneer players. doesn't matter the era. That's just different. But I'm glad to see that the fire is there. To me, that means whatever nonchalant attitude has been going on, and clearly it's been pervasive, the nonchalant attitude, the culture of complacency, whatever you want to call it, coming after a Super Bowl championship, that's got to go the way of the dodo. It's got to go the way of the dodo because now you're not going to get the number one seed in the NFC, period. That's over. No chance because the tiebreaker goes to Green Bay. They'd have to lose beyond the game to the Vikings. They'd have to lose to the Lions or somebody in order for you to be able to jump them in the standings. Ain't going to happen. So that's gone. Now you've got to just put your head down, get tougher mentally, be more prepared as a coaching staff, and be ready to go. This It's a simple one. That was a comprehensive ass-kicking last night. I don't know what it is about the Saints, but they outcoach us consistently, and we were outcoached again last night. So, Oh, uh, overwhelmingly and, so. And the last thing I'd say is, yeah, the injuries are, are a big factor in the game, but I'm so tired, uh, and the media in Tampa, the media in general, asking Brady softball questions like, well, how much do the injuries matter? Did you watch it when everybody was healthy? Anybody in that yeah. room? You're so afraid to condemn Tom Brady because of his resume. That's a crap performance last night. You can say it. It's all right. Tom, why did you suck tonight? Ask it in a nicer way, but how much do the injuries matter? We didn't do diddly when everybody was healthy. Didn't matter. Well, to your point, the Bucks did not, for everybody wondering specifically what you're talking about, before any of the players went down due to injury, the Bucks did not cross midfield until after their fourth drive yep. with five minutes to play in the second quarter. So they weren't moving the ball at all. And I'm also tired of the game plan being let's throw the ball to Leonard Fournette on every single play. This is okay. I look, I love Leonard Fournette. And I mean, it's not surprising with the usage rate that he's hurt because yep. my man is the check down on every single play. We come out throwing to him. It's like, we come out and just decide we're going to throw the ball to Fournette. Like guys, yeah. That can't be option number one. It's no longer just a check down, Tom. We come in with a game plan to throw the ball to Leonard Fournette. Yes, yeah. It, again, what is the game plan there? What are we setting up? The thing I loved about last year's offense, even though there were some performances that were uneven, we talked about that on Friday's edition of the Scuttlebucks, where you know uh, the playoffs was more about the defense last year than it was the offense. But you saw us setting things up and coming back to a similar look to run a different play later in the game. I don't know what the hell we're trying to set up with our game plans. It looks like it's, let's just chuck it 80-20. That's going to be the ratio pass to, uh, to run. You like coming out throwing the ball the first 10 plays of the game? Not if I mean, there's no not if there's no verticality to it. You know, right. that's the thing. Right. Is, you know, And I hate the excuses after. It's like, well, they, they press man and they run their two deep safeties, so you've got to throw a lot underneath. Well, Okay, if they're running too deep, what does that mean? It's a passive box. Try and run the damn football. Like I, it's I, I don't understand what no, the they game... they coached a terrible game in so many ways yesterday. It was, it's hard to watch. Um, a couple of things stand out here. Let's just pick apart. We always, you and I, love to go through the snap chart. Okay, a couple of things here. First of all, uh, of the offensive linemen, everybody played 100 percent of the snaps. Um, Jensen and Wirfs and Smith, Marpet, Kappa. Jesus, Kappa. I mean, what are we doing here, sir? That was humiliating. I mean, you're a grown man. You cannot get bitched like that on every single play. And I know Tristan Wirfs got beat, and that's shocking in and of itself because it rarely happens. But my God, Kappa. Yeah. Mm -mm. Se secondly, I want to bring, bring up something else. 
this was by far and away Rob Gronkowski's worst game. I've seen him play, maybe ever, ever. Terrible in blocking, couldn't catch the football. He was targeted a gazillion times, had two catches. He was terrible. Uh, I don't know. He had a faraway look in his eyes, too, didn't he? He looked like he was – after that first drop, I was like, well, what? Are, yeah. okay, it's okay to drop a ball. It happens. But, man, he was shook. He was terrible in this game. Tom wasn't good. I, just a lot to say. By the way, Keyshawn Vaughn's bust. Get rid of him. Terrible. Can't play. Doesn't need to be on the field. Every time he is, he's awful. Get rid of Keyshawn Vaughn. And he – I mean, I understand he had to play 19 snaps. Those were 19 awful snaps. He did nothing of any value well, in this football game. Okay, so the thing that, that angered me about Keyshawn – I think he played four consecutive plays after Rojo broke off two big runs. And so Rojo right. had to come out of the game after we got over midfield, and this was a post-four net injury. So, you know, when we talked about this, that Rojo d didn't suddenly get bad at the position. The, some of the things that he does, he does better than Leonard. He's more decisive, and we saw that last night. He has better vision. We saw that last night. But, you know, details of the game, like pass pro and consistently catching the ball and, and the smarts yeah. of the game, he, you know, that doesn't mean that he should be out of shape. Are you kidding me? So two plays. You have to come out for a breather. Understood. Okay. Big runs, physical runs. But then Keyshawn's in there for the next three plays, four plays? Come on. At some point, 27's got to trot back in off the sidelines because if he wasn't capable of doing that, then what the hell kind of conditioning is going on during the week? And I think this is where I'll try to be a little bit more fair to Bruce Arians. This is a veteran-laden group. Clearly, their soft tissues are about the softest of tissues that we have in the entire NFL. Good Christ almighty. And you're also trying to manage against a longer season after playing the COVID year and winning a Super Bowl title and managing all those personalities. There's a lot going on there. There is a lot going on there. However, it would appear just from the outside looking in, and Bruce is even, you know, to his credit, he'll be somebody who admits this. He talked about how soft they were mentally after the Washington loss on the road and how they needed to tighten that stuff up. Clearly, the extra rest, the devil-may-care attitude that Bruce brings to the table has reached its end. And I don't mean that he should be replaced. I'm saying it's time to push a different button. It's time to push the, the micromanager a-hole button. And coaches know about this from high school, peewee football, all the way up through the pros. Different motivational tactics at different times. The time for tolerance, for little slip-ups, distractions, lack of focus is over. You need to resemble more of a Belichickian presence where everybody needs to be accountable every day in practice because it's now, it's not just once it happened in a football game or twice this season. It is consistently happening where we don't, where we look like we don't know what the hell we're doing out there and we're not prepared for what we're seeing. That is alarming and it needs, I don't care that it's the Panthers twice and the Jets, that's got to get tightened up right now or else you're looking at being bounced in the first round. Doesn't matter who the hell you're playing. So people brought up, Today, I, I saw it first thing in the morning. Uh, I know it was on Joe Buck's fan, but I also read it across all the outlets that cover uh, the NFL. They're bringing up the pressure numbers uh, and how bad Tom Brady was against pressure in this game. And it's disingenuous. Uh, first of all, all quarterbacks are worse usually against pressure than not. Um, secondly, when, when you are depleted, as they were offensively, especially in the second half where the Saints could dial it up, yeah, well, who's he throwing to? I mean, he's throwing yeah. to nobody, and they, and that's the other problem, Tom. I do want to bring up these young receivers aren't any good. I, we just don't have anybody that really steps up and plays particularly well that we've drafted recently. I'm not impressed with almost anybody at this point, not even Johnson, who I, I thought it would be better by now. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, um, 
we're, we're thinking to ourselves, where the hell's Brashard Perryman? And he's been on the roster for like a month. You know, if you're missing him, that's a really bad sign. Yeah, man, it's a bad sign. I'm, I'm concerned. I mean, at this point, I don't think whatever rapport they had found together uh, is there. Scotty Miller is useless. He, he does one thing. That's it. And teams take it away now. Um, you know, Johnson is inconsistent. Uh, everybody else is. I mean, if you want to talk about uh, the other receivers uh, that, that, you know, Darden, what, what are we doing? I mean, it. it yeah, that's it's just not good, man. That's the case of of falling in love with a guy in the draft and then not cutting bait when Jaden Mickens had clearly outperformed him in the return game. Uh, this is something I saw on Saturdays. So two things I see on Saturdays here living in Tallahassee with you, buddy, that I saw this weekend again. Never return kickoffs ever unless it's inside <laughs> unless it's inside of thirty seconds in the half or the game yeah. and, and you're looking for a miracle. There's no reason to ever return them. We suck at it. We're terrible at it. It's inside the twenty yard line every time. And in the NFL, field position matters more than any other version of football. The other thing was the play of Alex Kappa. We know a little something about god awful offensive line play here in Tallahassee. Like as yep. if epically bad to the point where every snap you're almost laughing about how you're going to lose this play. And it doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter who, could be a linebacker, an interior, a twist, you're just going to lose. That's what we saw at right guard last night. So, yeah, what I was pissed off about before this game got laughably bad on offense and then unlucky with injuries was our special teams are ass. Bradley Pinion was bad. We don't return yeah. punts well. Jalen Darden is afraid to return kicks. He's, he's timid to return punts. Well, and now we just miss kicks. I well, mean, like... And Scotty Miller was okay at that, so you can't roll him out there? What What is the love affair with number one? And then also, what's the Brady had a, a decision in which he throws to one as well. It's the third and two in the second half. Leonard Fournette is still in the game, healthy and wide open in the flat. If you're going to target him 50 million times, let's move the chains with him instead of trying to throw the ball all the way down the left sideline to Darden. Wasn't even close. Has well, he we love, we, hey, Tom, we love throwing long on fourth and one, third and one. We love to throw deep. And, man, it, it rarely works. I... I I don't get it. Well, I don't get it. Now, a lot of credit to the Saints. And, you know, we, we have fun at their expense right now because they're in salary cap hell and they don't have a starting quarterback. And when it mattered, we beat them in the playoffs in their place. And that's great. And you can revel in that. But they do own our ass in these regular season games. And they're the tougher team. And they get in our face. They humiliate us. It's embarrassing to watch the bravado with which they play on every series. They walk on our field incessantly as if they know you can't do a thing. Yeah. And it's embarrassing. And I feel bad. Now, I know Evans got hurt, but we both know he wasn't really probably going to do much last night anyhow. No. And it's just, it's embarrassing. Yeah, you know, it, the funny thing about that play was I thought it was a concussion at first, just the way he came down too. on the ground. And I said this, uh, we were talking about this two months ago, you know, where it's, does anybody hit the ground with more violence than Mike Evans? Is like, is gravity twice as fast when he falls to the ground <laughs> rather than the constant it is for everybody else? Because nobody hits. I mean, it looks like he's being thrown to the ground. It's like when you see these videos of people falling and you know they're about to hit their face. You're like, get your hands up, man. Yeah. Get your hands up. <laughs> so somehow he hurts his hamstring on that catch. And, and that play was really, that's a plus play. That, that was an extension of what we've seen from him, which is, Okay, Mike, look at you. Well, that's a great catch because that he's covered completely. Yeah, yeah he's thrown I mean, up in that situation. Yeah, but, you know, the, here's the bigger thing to me, and, and I wonder if you're willing to go there, and I'm not saying it's a done deal. All I'm saying is when it leaves you in the NFL, it leaves you it lightning leaves you. fast. I think at this point it's fair to say about Tom Brady that you just expect that he's going to go through dry spells in every game. Well – 
Okay, so I brought this up a couple weeks ago and some people responded. And, and I love that we get interactive sometimes. They're on Twitter and people email. And I, I had my family member text me. I, I was saying that Tom's numbers are outstanding, right? So there's no arguing statistically going into the game that Tom's having a bad year. He's not. He's having a very good year. But there, if you watch the games, and we watch every snap of every game, if you watch the games, there are stretches of time that, for whatever reason, his accuracy leaves him. And occasionally, he just looks completely lost, where you're going, well, that's weird. And you can see it. He's very expressive, as you've pointed out with his eyes. He'll let you know whether he's feeling good, whether he's angry, whether he's confident, whether he's concerned or confused. He, when he's going through those stretches, I, that far away look is really disconcerting. And it happens more and yeah. more for longer periods of time than I remember it happening. Now, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but there is a disconnect going on in Tampa right now for stretches at a time. And I don't know, I don't know what that is. I, they also have proven at times to be unstoppable when they're healthy. Yeah. Now, look, we got to talk about what, what's going to happen moving forward because I think, I, I don't think they'll go undefeated the rest of the way. I think they're going to lose one of these games to Carolina who are, are going to ratchet up pressure just like you saw yesterday. They're going to do that. And I don't even think that Carolina team's any good at all. But they are playing very hard, and they are physical on defense. So we'll see. But especially if the Bucs have a lot of guys out. We now know Godwin's out for the rest of the regular season. That came down the pike today. Even if he weren't, I was going to suggest, let's hold him out. just yeah. Because you got Antonio Brown coming back, which – did you hear Bruce Arians quote? It's for the best of our team. Well, it's in the best interest of our team because we we don't have any healthy players. You can tell he's not excited about either Edwards or Brown coming back, but he knows in both cases we need them. So he's going to let the penalty be the penalty and welcome them back for their dumbassery. But so you've got Brown coming back, so you do need him. There's no getting around that. Rest Godwin the rest of the way. I almost... Tom, I'm, I'm of the mindset that you rest almost all these guys the rest of the way. I, I, I mean, you, if you drop some games, you drop some games. you got to go to the playoffs with a healthy roster and hope like hell yeah. that you find a way to make it mesh, even if you're on the road for all of them I, or most of them. Yeah, I think what I, next week what I would do is – because here's what I liked about the second half. There was a little bit of a roll we got on offensively. And, and I'm sure you all remember it because it was about the only time that we were on a roll offensively. But they got into double tights on quite a few occasions. They got downhill. They out they outflanked, and they got downhill on that defense that was pinning its ears back. That's what you do. I mean, even though they're a much bigger front four than the Bucks were, say, in the era of the, the red tide defense, as I like to call it, but the O2s, you know, and, and the seasons yeah. prior, what was the only way that we could lose football games consistently? It's if TJ Duckett or Steven Morris or Giant Dudes just ran right, ran right at us. That yeah. was the only way because we were undersized. So there's no, two, there's no two ways about that. The Saints are a bigger front, but that's what we did, and we got in a roll there, and that's when Brady delivered his best throw of the night, the one that Gronk never saw, the one that landed right in his oh, lap. Oh, right in his hands. If he puts yeah. his hands out, even if he just guesses, he's going to catch the football. But I think that's what needs to be installed and or utilized more over the next couple of weeks with Rojo. Now, Fournette can be healthy uh, by the end of the season, it looks like, that hammy, hopefully so. Uh, but if he gets back into the fold, you run some of those similar concepts. Just remember last year when we won those key games on the road 
a lot of our offensive sets were loaded up at the line of scrimmage, a sixth offensive lineman, two or three tight ends, and then that long four-net run that capped off and pretty much ended the Super Bowl was you outflank somebody. You had too many big bodies on the line. They had to declare alignment. Kansas City did. They didn't have enough bodies to block our, our uh, offensive linemen and our wing players, and you get a numbers advantage, and you score. This year, it's five wide. Spread them out. Let's try and dink and dunk. Check downs underneath, wide receiver screens. Let's get back to that running game a little bit because I think the injuries are going to afford you the opportunity to have to do it. And maybe, well, it's just you don't have a choice, Tom. That's to what I'm point, saying. So maybe if, you find balance there. Yeah, even if they didn't want to do it, they have to do it. You're right. This is this will be about uh, necessity, and and maybe they find something there. Uh, you know, listen, I, I want to bring something up up here. If there's anybody in the league that you trust to get it figured out. And to to bounce back from an awful performance, it's Tom Brady. So I mean, it's not like I'm telling you he won't turn around and play great when we need him to. It's just that there is reason to raise an eyebrow. There are some concerns. I do think you could see at the end of the game, like you're talking about, there's there's a there's a couple of moments where that pride kicked in, and you can see he's enraged, but he knows mm -hmm. a they're all beat up, they're injured. And in that moment, he can't fix anything because he doesn't have rapport with half those receivers he's throwing to at that moment. So it's kind of like, okay, look, we're going to lose this game. Let's just get this over and get off the field so nobody else gets hurt. And, and you know what? I mean, Levante David got hurt late. And you're kind of like, see, now, damn it, can we just get into the locker room? I know that's defeatist, but this game's over. So at that point, you can see the resolve. Now, my hope is the come-to-Jesus meetings are happening as we speak. I mean, there's got to yeah. be a sit-down with, guys, what are we doing? What do we want to be? What can we be? What does it look like over the next three weeks? How much can Evans play? Look, man, you don't play around with hamstrings. Hamstrings are a problem. They're, they're a problem seemingly in perpetuity. If you injure your hamstring in week two, it's still hurt in week 16. So rest these guys and get them ready to go. You can maybe win these games, like I said before, without them. I would, I'm kind of betting on a loss somewhere along the way here, and I didn't think I'd say that, but I just don't like the way we look right now. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I, I just kissed the number one seed goodbye. Um, you know, hopefully it gets down to a two-team tiebreaker with us and the Cowboys because then at that point the head-to-head -head would give us the advantage in the standings. As it stands right now, it's a three-way tie, including uh, the Cardinals, and so therefore on strength of record, we're we'll go and get blown out by Detroit. Jeez, they, they did indeed. Um, but that's so that puts us in the third seed in the NFC currently. Uh, right now, if we were to play San Francisco or the Rams or the Saints again, I don't feel good about any one of those matchups. <laughs> no, I don't like those matchups at all. And you got to be kidding me with the Saints. They, they had 11 first downs, I think it was. I mean, it's like yeah. a record-breaking ineptitude on offense, and here we are worried about that game, but we should be. So here it is, though. You know, offensively, it's, it's ground and pound. That's what the next few weeks are about. Get tough in the trenches. Kappa can't be put on his ass and pass pro if you're not passing the football. So let's uh, let's see about you know going straight oh, ahead. We, I cringe when you say the name. I cringe. We did get some surges though from the interior of the offensive line when we decided to run the football. And re I just remember that's what we look like offensively. The philosophy is completely different. So let's see if we can marry these two things together. And I would give the, the defense credit. I know that I, I qualify their performance because Taysom missed some wide open damn throws, and he did. But in the second half. That three or four uh, possession string in which they get stop after stop after Especially stop. Especially in short yardage, Tom. Yeah, because you feel the urgency. You're like, God, we need you to do it one more time. I mean, they feel that too on the sidelines. That's got to bolster their confidence. Even though it was against a lesser than quarterback, that's got to bolster your confidence because they were making big plays in the backfield in the run game that to me, okay, 
This is if Levante's healthy and you start to get all of your guys back, they have to look at themselves when the offense walks to their offensive meetings and they're with Todd Bowles. Somebody needs to stand up and say, it's got to be us again. Remember how we did it last year. It's got to be us again this year. They have a chance here, and I, and I bet when they watch the tape, we're going to see a, a huge increase in snap count. Tryon is coming on, Tom. Yep. He was unstoppable last night, and he's playing better in every facet than JPP. And and we I know why you like the veteran presence of JPP. He's not the same player. That injury has completely affected him. I don't blame him, but he's hurt, and he's playing hurt, and he doesn't play well. Yeah. Tryon is playing exceptionally well. He is. It's also worth noting that the Saints were missing some tackles, but it didn't matter. It's just the ranginess, his ability – Man, when he gets halfway around the corner, his arms are oh. long enough that he can get to the quarterback, and, and there were a couple of near misses on strip sacks. And he tra well, but he tracked down Taysom running, and Taysom's yep. fast and big, and he tracked his ass down with the ease. I mean, it's – look, did. that guy's got to just play more is all I'm saying. I, I don't – at this point, I think he should be maybe a starter. I mean, I, I don't know why we're kind of fooling around here. Yeah, but, I, um, I agree. I think on neutral down settings um, – you play Tryon. I think in third and passing, you still put JPP out there with Tryon and Barrett because you can run a lot of games. And I like JPP to be used as a decoy there, even though the league's going to know that he's not going to really you know do much of anything. I'd rather have him lurking for the concepts and and underneath stuff and screens and, and things like that because his he's a really smart and heady football player. So don't bother trying to get to the passer 90. Just sniff out if they've got anything for us, and let's loop around, try on with Barrett. Let's do all those kinds of things. The other thing I'd note about last night, I was very impressed with Barrett's performance. I thought he was getting held left and right. It's just that officiating crew last night, unless it was on a run play or a perimeter play, they weren't going to call holding pretty much either way. But Which thought, I'm in favor of, yeah. I'm okay with two, but I just uh, – I don't – I don't think it would be fair to, to say that 58 didn't play well. If you watched the trenches, you saw that he was affecting plays. It's just that he was getting absolutely mauled, and the officials last night said, nah, we're going to let the men decide it in the trenches. I, I don't think he played poorly, though. So one final thing here, and we got to get going because there's so much to tackle here, and we'll have another one for the, you uh, later in the week, I guess. But I, I just – one thing to note here, Tom, I, it, it is a shame whatever and – and I'm going to chalk this up to injury. I, I, I am. O.J. Howard – in a game where you have no receivers, yep. <laughs> he, he's in 10 snaps, 10. They have clearly decided he can't play. Well, he can't, play. he can't play. Then find me a, a tight end who can block off the street right now and cut him. What the hell are we doing? Yeah, that's just, yeah. That's, it's a wasted roster spot. Uh, the, one thing I, I would like to do before we sign off too, it's like betting against Tiger Woods. You know, did you see what Tiger and Charlie did this weekend in the pros? It was incredible. So I don't know if he'll win a major again. I think he can win a tournament, though, if he picks the right one on the right course. Never bet against Tiger Woods. He'll probably win one when he's 60 years old. Whatever. I'm not. <laughs> you know, Jack almost did it in his late 50s. Yeah, exactly. You know, Tom Watson, right? Like, he was on the precipice. I'm not betting against Tom Brady. All I'm saying is, and, and there have been a lot of moments. There was the Monday night game against the Chiefs like seven years ago, and he's, and yeah. he's won multiple yeah. Super Bowls since. So I get it. But I think it's also at this point fair to say, unless you see a different fire in the eyes moving forward, that there's just going to be some lulls, and he's going to miss some guys. There were some wide-open throws in the first half with everybody healthy last night where, my man, lead them. Lead them I, to I'm an open you, spot. It's, it's, it's something I picked up on about five weeks ago. We started talking about it then. I knew the numbers argued differently. The, the numbers told me I was wrong. But again, that's where it benefits us all to watch snap to snap. 
And if you watch snap to snap, you see these moments where you're thinking, hmm, wouldn't have missed that throw. Wouldn't have missed that throw if he was right. Something Now, it could be, again, he had an injury earlier this year, and it could affect his throwing. I don't know the answer. And like you, I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady bouncing back. Yeah. And I do think, I mean, first of all, we've already won a Super Bowl, be, largely because of Tom Brady. So, listen, I'm not mad at Tom Brady, but I'm watching intently to see can we get that guy ready to go here? Is he yep. back locked in? Are we ready to play as we get into this postseason? Right now, it's trending in the wrong direction. Well, what would make you more excited in theory as a Bucks fan for this offense? Getting all the receivers back 100% healthy and going four and five wide or, or four wide out of the gun with Fournette and Brady or establishing a run and getting Brady on play action? Because to me, it's the latter. When Brady's in play action and you don't know well, he's what's the coming, best. Yeah, he's the best to ever do it in play action, but you do need your weapons. And we did establish early in the year that when everybody's out there, we really are pretty unstoppable offensively. We really are. Yeah, It would give you the option to choose. I, I just, yeah, give me some healthy bodies. I, that story of this season isn't lulls from Tom Brady or excellent play from this player or that player. Godwin's had a great year. It's not that. It's, it's the story is that, to me, um, I feel like the team, for, for more than anything else that I've seen, have been sort of indifferent. It's just this, this in, and I get it. I mean, I, I've even took that stance on the show, which has sort of been like, you've already won a Super Bowl. You're just trying to make a run at a second one while you've got this roster intact. But the injuries have plagued this team on yeah. both sides of the ball all year long, yet they've still already won 10 games. They may fall into a 13 and four season or, you know, even 12 and five, Tom, yeah. with all the injuries they've had, that'd still be a great year. But I just think they've been robbed of some of that fire, partly because they're an older team in a lot of ways and they've already won it and they just want to get to the playoffs. And so I don't know. Can you flick a switch? Well, people debate that all the time, but you got to be healthy. Yeah, they just want to get to the playoffs because they know what they can do once they get there. You know, it's not yes, like but you they know, got. Yeah, well, they can do that if they're healthy. Correct, and and it is. It's a tough thing. It's a tough line to walk. I'll trust twelve to read the locker room, but I, I just I have a feeling, and I've been begging for it for a month. But I have a feeling that now, after watching him scream down and tell a coach to go F himself <laughs> after getting stopped again and then yeah. chucking the Microsoft surface. I have a feeling that if we go three and out for the wrong reasons next week, you might see an a-hole walking off the field yelling at his own players. Good. Whatever it takes. Good, yeah. Rare loss of composure for Tom right there. He was frustrated, very frustrated. And, and you know, look, uh, credit all credit to the Saints. They were bold. They were brash. They again, took to the field as if they knew you're not going to move the football. And they did that to us on Monday Night Football in that same stadium with the nation watching. Would we muster three points? Um, that yeah. that would have been what we mustered last night if we could have made a kick. Um, so, And even that part of our game is not where it was either. No, no, not – yeah, it's – we're a leaky – we're a leaky ship here. <laughs> we're a leaky ship. But when we're healthy, we're we can trying to get to port. We're leaking. See, so if I'm being optimistic, we'll talk about this on Friday. But if I'm being optimistic, you are seeing signs that the defense is getting better, even though and healthier in some areas. Right. Yeah. So I think you might see a different monster in the defense in the playoffs. 
and then offensively, if you get healthy, it's like they they they've switched places. The defense couldn't get healthy, right? Now oh, it looks man. like they're starting to be on the mend, and you could see that confidence and swagger because they came. Whitehead out they, was awesome last night. I, we missed him. I told you, we missed that guy. Oh, no, he was awesome. And by the way, because I've been hard on him three weeks in a row, Devin White, you are kicking ass. Devin White is playing football again. Here we go. He's playing better, except for that ridiculous rugby play. Nobody tried on that play. Did they think he was kneeling? I don't understand what, what the hell happened. They, they looked like they know. thought they were kneeling. Um, but then uh, we didn't have Winfield. We didn't have Winfield last night either. So can we get those two efforts back in, together with, with Edwards? Can we get those three players in rotation, please? Because I guarantee you Antoine Winfield picks off that pass at 6 nothing. Unbelievably stupid call. In fact, they were managed very poorly last night where the Saints. I know we're going way over time, and I apologize. But, you know, the loser blood of not going for it on fourth down at 3 nothing. the hell's wrong with you? And then you're going to throw the ball at 6 nothing in field goal range? Antoine right. Winfield picks that pass off and gets to at least midfield. Adams didn't even come close. But anyway, I digress. Just get the, you know, get the uh, roster healthy and let's and let's put the cards on the table and see where we go. Uh, thanks to Bill Curry for it as always. This was a meandering all over the map, sharing, venting of the frustrations. Um, yay. Seems reasonable. It is festivist season. Uh, so, you know, the airing of the grievances is exactly what just occurred on the Scuttlebucks today. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we get some guys back, but uh, going to be a weird stretch here. Wins and losses, normally something we care deeply about. Right now, I, I mean, get the one that you need to win the division, of course. Yeah. Go ahead and win the division. That'd be nice. But other than that, I'm really much more concerned right now with health going into the postseason now that the one seed is seemingly off the table. For Tom Lang, I'm Jeff Cameron. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again later in the week. Be well, everybody.